Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's podcast. It's been a great experience for us to launch this little project and receive feedback on how the encouragement and insight has been beneficial to you. Thank you so much. We've covered a few great topics over the past weeks, and we wish there was more time to expand even further. Today is going to look a little different, and Ying is going to tell us about it. Yeah, sure. First of all, greetings to you all. I hope you're staying safe out there and taking good care of yourself. It is hard to believe that it has been over six weeks since the project started. In previous episodes, we discussed the things that students need from their CEF. We hope you found them interesting, and we hope that it was a fun way to hear what students have in mind. Jumping into this week, we have a very special guest for today's episode. We really appreciate our CEF, Allison. She accepted our invitation to join us today to share us uh, to share with us some of her thoughts. Welcome, Allison. Thank you so much for joining us. We were really excited to have you with us today. Thanks so much for inviting me. We're very grateful that you're willing to chat with us, Allison. We wanted to just start by asking how you're doing and how things are going for you as a CEF during this pandemic. Um, I'm doing fine during this time. Thanks. I think the same as most people. I'm doing lots of walking and yoga and doing <laughs> some cooking and seeing family and friends or missing family and friends. Um, I miss lots of other socializing too. I'm a big fan of the arts, so I miss oh, yeah. music and I miss theater, but um, I know we're all doing that. So um, yeah, my uh, I know my, uh, in my last job, I was a public health nurse and my friends and colleagues in public health are extremely busy. Um, I know that many of them are working overtime every day to follow cases of COVID-19 and to find out contacts. Mm -hmm. And I know that their job has changed drastically. So I really feel for them. Uh, we used to do a lot of maternal newborn visits and go into the schools. Um, they still are immunizing in schools, but there's none of the community support groups happening, um, none of the breastfeeding groups. And I know it's, it's hard for them not to be connecting and supporting clients in the same way as well. It's really, really um, sad to hear how this COVID has um, impacted our lives differently and uh, all the social supports and connections are being impacted. Um, we just really hope that uh, the things can go better with the people staying home. And uh, yeah, so um, would you think, uh, what would you think of your clinical rotation for this term? Uh, was there much difference compared to the ones before? Well, this is actually only the second time that I have um, been a CEF. So I started last year in January and loved the job. And then it drastically changed in March. So mm. I was um, actually pretty ready for this to be a different term as well. Um, at least last term, I got to meet students in person a lot more for roundtable discussions, which I really enjoy. And I think the students get a lot out of it, too. It's really fun for us to hear what everybody's doing, what what everybody's project is, and how people are finding things in the different um, settings that they're in. Um, this time we did meet twice in person outside, <laughs> so <Right. we> <laughs> try and keep some normalcy. But um, yeah, I find that part really hard. I, I'm amazed by uh, the work that the students are still doing and the enthusiasm they have. So. 
Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's this rotation has definitely been different for us too, even though we haven't had this community rotation before. I think we were expecting something different. Mm-hmm. Um, not only are we not in a hospital, though we wouldn't have been anyways, but that's yeah. what differs from the past years um, in terms in nursing is that we're supposed to be in community uh, sites this term, but we have done most of our work remotely during this rotation um, mm-hmm. and not on a community site. And communication is primarily done through texting and MS Teams, emails, and video calls. Um, so Allison, how have you found the communication with like the school as well as your students during this term? And do you find it hard to manage? Were there some difficulties or have there been some aspects that actually worked better than you expected? Um, communication has been just a huge learning curve all the way around. I'm I'm sure for many of us, um, I really appreciate community, uh, communicating with the course leaders that I communicate with. But other than that, um, I don't really communicate much with people at the university. So it's a little bit hard to know what's going on there. I think everyone again is trying with, um, with emails and things, but it's just hard to know what's going on uh, generally in the faculty of nursing. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Communication with the students has been really good. Again, you know, I really miss the in-person part because I think that that's how you exchange ideas more easily. Um, Mm -hmm. But all the students have been really responsive, easy to to talk to, always there when they say they're gonna be there. I have been able to go into the school, so it's been great to see the students working on their projects there. That's been fun, and that sort of hasn't been different. Um, I'm really inspired to see what happens in the schools with the teachers, the resource staff, the family support workers, um, and how well students are adapting. So that's been amazing. I've actually really enjoyed meeting at the university with the students, but that has probably been a little bit more difficult just because we can't have very many people in a room and the campus itself feels so empty. I'm, I have no idea how students are feeling when I feel that it feels very empty on the campus and uh, that's a little bit sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels really different um, being on campus where there's like, where's the people? Like, oh, I missed all those times. And um, yeah, communication has been uh, kind of like a challenge for some, some because like we are using new tags and using like Teams for communication. Those things were new, like they weren't bought, bought uh, into our lives before and like not in person no more. And you just have to rely a lot on internet and the phone. So those are probably some big difference for us as well. So thank you for sharing that. Um, now let's talk about uh, let's talk a little bit about our podcast project. Um, first, thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes and providing us feedback. And as you know, the goal of this project is to help the CEFs to learn more about students' need, and we also hope to provide encouragement to CEFs. Would you mind sharing some thoughts with us of how you find that um, podcast overall? Um, did you enjoy it? Was there anything you would have wanted to know more about that we didn't cover? Well, overall, I've been amazed about by what you've done with the project um, and with the podcast. It was uh, really a project that was given to you. So very different from a type of community project that I've 
uh, been involved with. Um, you had to start and you were being unable to do the initial part of the community development project, which is to assess the needs of a population, and which I think is a really important part of a community project. Um, it's, a, it's often a crucial first step so that as organizer, you can determine if the project is something that the population is even looking for. And you didn't really get an opportunity to do that. It was more a suggested idea. But you know, in the community, again, it's all about being adaptable and um, finding out the best way to, to work on things. And uh, I think that's something you've, uh, both of you have enthusiastically taken on and moved forward. So the project, I think, from what I've heard, has um, had a, been a really positive, um, given some positive, meaningful information to CEFs. Um, I'll be really interested to see what some of the feedback is and to know how it affected them at this difficult time. I think, again, it's going to be a little bit difficult because probably some CEFs, especially in the hospital and in other settings, are so busy they won't have time to respond. But I'm sure, mm -hmm. as we all know, just hearing a good word or something positive during your day yeah. is just enough to uplift you a little bit and keep you keep you going. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Thanks so, so much for sharing that, Allison. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. It's been really great. Oh, good. We really value your feedback as a CEF yourself and we're so glad that you've enjoyed listening. We're also curious if the content from the podcast reminded you of any examples from clinical experience. I know you just said that last year was your first, um, first round, but um, were there things said in the podcast that you wished you had like known earlier? Or what do you think CEFs take away from this sort of initiative? Um, do you think it's maybe the encouragement part, the insight, or maybe just a refreshing alternative to being saturated with emails from the university maybe? <laughs> Yeah, I think, I think it's been a great different way to uh, communicate with CEFs. Um, what I wanted to see in the podcast is what the students want the preceptors to know. So I think that as a preceptor or as a CEF, sometimes you forget the student's point of view in your busy life. So, and I think as a student, it's probably difficult to talk to someone who's supervising you yeah. um, and ask them what you should be doing better. So. Um, I think that the CEFs just need to be reminded of that and to be reminded that students um, may not be asking the questions because they're nervous about it, mm -hmm. but that if there's some way that we can um, get that information from students and provide the best kind of um, encouragement and enthusiasm that we can, I guess it would, it's good to know like what behaviors or communication styles do uh, students find difficult to work with. You know and what's the best way to motivate students and some of those things are I think were brought up already in the podcast you know so that's that's what I think is um, would be important for the CEFs to know I myself I haven't um, I don't remember bad experiences from a preceptor or CEF myself but what mm -hmm. I do remember are the good ones so mm -hmm. um, you know one lesson I had from a, a particular preceptor or CEF person was when you ask a question to students or to clients, especially out in the community, just stop and count to five or 10 and give people a chance to answer. And mm -hmm. I think many of us are, um, I know myself, I was very enthusiastic and wanted to share all the knowledge that I had, but the stopping and listening, um, you know, things like that, that a preceptor said once, mm -hmm. something that sticks in your head for a really long time. Mm -hmm. For sure. 
Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I feel like uh, I was wondering if any of those episodes can remind um, and like the good old times and their own experience <laughs> of the CF. So that was yeah. really good to hear. Um, so uh, at the end of our podcast episodes, we always include a few words on behalf of the students who express their gratitude and share the encouragements for their CF. How do you think CF feels when they hear the gratitude or um, the encouragements from the students? For myself, it's lovely hearing gratitude from students in the podcast. And I'm sure for all the CFs working in stressful conditions and under very trying circumstances, um, the words of encouragement are probably just like a breath of fresh air during the day. Mm-hmm. Again, it's hard to remember that we were all students once and that being right. impatient or critical of students is not the most helpful way to encourage new practitioners. But it's also good to remember that the preceptors and CEFs are balancing many responsibilities. So the respect and encouragement just needs to flow both ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks so much for sharing that. And we're glad to hear that even just one person is encouraged by <laughs> hearing sure. the encouragement. I think Ying is probably doing a happy dance about hearing that. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> a little dance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just a simple gesture through this pilot project we were just hoping to make a difference for even just one person so Mm -hmm. we're thankful that um, hopefully that has yeah reached a couple more so as we're looking into the next semester after Christmas going into 2021 there will be students that are going to be starting new clinical rotations as well as senior practicum and there will also be some new CEFs most likely and in times like this with all the uncertainties students may be feeling distressed about all that's going on is there anything that you'd like to say to provide a little bit of advice or reassurance for students out there. I know that you've provided a lot for Ying and I, so yeah. <laughs> we only wish for more students to hear your words. Yeah, <laughs> that's very nice. I, I do remember, and it was long ago, but going into my own senior practicum thinking of how little that I knew. So I know it's a, it's a little bit scary for people. But I think what I would say to students is that what you've learned over these four years for sure is how to learn. So you've opened your mind already to new ideas, to new skills, new relationships, new stresses. COVID has opened a whole new um, area for you to learn about and adapt to, but mostly you've just opened your minds. And this willingness to put yourself into difficult situations, which university can be difficult, nursing can be difficult, um, but this willingness to learn has equipped you to be the flexible, adaptable people that you're gonna be when you get out into the field. Um, The senior practicum will give you a chance to see what difference you can make as a nurse and also an area where you may or may not wanna pursue. You might come out of your senior practicum thinking that's not the area, but you know that there's so many more. And just the ability that you have to learn and be adaptable and open your mind will give you those sorts of opportunities. Um, And I just wanted to thank you for your openness to this project and for the enthusiasm you've brought to it and for sharing the suggestions to make the experiences for students better and for making many people's work days brighter. It's been great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for like reminding us um, the power that we have as students and uh, the ability of learning and all those great things that we can do. And I definitely feel more comfortable and more excited for my future experiences. I hope the students um, and CFs who are listening feel relief and are encouraged on their journey. 
Um, thank you so much, Allison. Coming to the end of today's episode, we are wondering if you would like to share a few words to your fellow CF colleagues. Sure. I am so grateful for meeting um, and knowing the CEFs that I do know and the CEFs who are out in the hospital. Um, I think that we don't even know, again, sometimes the power of words and the power of um, attitude and what it can do for students, how it can either help them or hinder them. Um, but I do know that uh, we do have that ability to make their experience better. And if there's any chance that we can do, especially in this time of um, stress and difficulty to improve a student's life, then we'll, we will know that as they become preceptors, they will remember it and also be positive role models. So thanks to all the work that all the people do. I, the CEFs I know are wonderful people and are really dedicated to helping students mm -hmm. do the best they can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that, Allison. This has been a very impactful um, interview podcast for Ying and I today. Um, we just appreciate you sharing that word with for students about, you know, how we have equipped ourselves with the ability to learn and open our minds up for just more experiences. And we probably don't realize that. Like you said, you go into senior practice and you're like, I, I feel like I'm starting from square one. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and also that encouragement to CES vote, like the power of words and of attitudes that you have in order to make a difference on these students. And then when we, if some of us become preceptors and CEFs in the future, that I think for sure these things we will remember and um, that'll just be paid forward and just continue on and on that, um, yeah, just, just the power of that. I, there's, yeah, we could just go on forever, I'm sure, about that. But we just <laughs> yeah. thank you for yeah. what you have shared so far this morning. Um, and as always, we'd like to commend all of you CEFs for your dedication to students learning and your unique styles of teaching and relating to your students. And uh, you might never know the difference that you've made in a student nurse's life and in their journey. And we thank you so much. Um, and Allison, yeah, it's been so good to talk with you. I know Ying and I really feel reassured when we talk to you. Just uh, your message to students is very reassuring. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. So thank you um, for joining us today. Um, we have to come to the end of today's episode. We just want to... Um, Thank you for listening. Uh, take a deep breath, stay safe, and have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.